0: are the body's way of reminding us about the hazards of overindulgence. In this podcast, I'll delve into what goes on behind the scenes to cause a hangover. I'll then explore what science has to say about all those supposed hangover cures you read about on the internet. And finally, I'll outline the practical things that you are in control of to help prevent and maybe even treat a hangover. The dreaded hangover That painful period between trying to get out of bed without hating life and once again being a normal, contributing member of society. If you've ever experienced a nasty hangover, then you know just how much the combination of tiredness, headache, nausea and poor concentration can hit you for six. Hangovers happen because of alcohol, which is a toxin after all, and the effects of alcohol on the brain... the rest of the body. So let's look at what's going on behind the scenes to explain the classic collection of hangover symptoms. To start with, alcohol is a diuretic, which explains the dehydration and much of the regret you feel the next day from drinking too much. Frequent trips to the toilet during the night mean sleep disturbances, which makes you even more tired the next day. And this isn't helped because alcohol firstly makes you sleepy and wanting to go to bed, but as it's metabolized out of your system as you sleep, you can find yourself more wakeful than usual, which can lead to worse sleep quality. But the symptoms of a hangover cannot all be blamed on dehydration and poor sleep. Alcohol irritates the stomach, which leads to inflammation, and also causes the digestive system to produce more gastric acid. This contributes to the nausea and queasy stomach of a hangover. Hangovers could also be driven by the way alcohol messes with your immune system. Studies have found a strong correlation between high levels of cytokines, which are molecules that the immune system uses for signaling, and hangover symptoms. Now, Normally, the body might use cytokines to trigger a fever of inflammatory responses to battle an infection but it seems that excessive alcohol consumption can also provoke cytokine release, leading to symptoms like muscle aches, fatigue, headaches or nausea, as well as brain effects like memory loss or irritation. But sadly, it gets worse. When the body metabolizes alcohol, it creates a toxic byproduct called acetylaldehyde, which is estimated to be between 10 and 30 times more toxic than alcohol itself. The buildup of acetylaldehyde leads to sweating, skin flushing, nausea, vomiting, and headaches. And it seems in people who have a genetic variant in one of the enzymes involved in alcohol metabolism, called aldehyde dehydrogenase 2, they have increased levels of acetylaldehyde levels, along with surprisingly face flushing. So these people may get hit with a hangover even worse. The alcohol hangover is associated with many hormonal and metabolic changes that are plausible causes of fatigue and brain fog. Here you can see changes in insulin, cortisol, testosterone, aldosterone and growth hormone. And the effects of alcohol can even spill over into brain neurotransmitters such as epinephrine or adrenaline dopamine, serotonin, and the edinocadenomoid system, which is responsible for regulating and balancing many processes in the body, including immune responses, communication between cells, appetite, metabolism, memory, and more. Now, you may have heard that dark colored spirits, such as whiskey and rum, as well as red wine, can make your hangover worse. And you heard correctly. These types of drinks are high in distillation and fermentation products called congeners. Congeners are responsible for most of the taste and aroma of distilled alcoholic beverages and contribute to the taste of non-distilled drinks too. They are also considered a likely culprit to contributing to hangovers. So there could just be something to be said for opting for white wine over red or vodka instead of bourbon. Okay, look, that's enough of the hangover science. I'm sure it's probably causing way too many traumatic flashbacks for many of you. So the big question, can you cure it? Let's look at some of the popular options. The greasy breakfast is a popular hangover cure to help put a lining back on your stomach. The benefit the next day, though, is probably more a placebo effect, which If it makes you feel better, then that's not such a bad thing. With food though, you get the greatest benefit for your hangover by having it the night before, as food helps to slow down the absorption of alcohol from the stomach. One thing that will certainly help with a hangover is to rehydrate. This is where those popular sports drinks may just help as they speed up water absorption and replace electrolytes lost through increased urination. Having it before bed may just be a good preventative measure too. But what about a strong cup of coffee? Caffeine will certainly make you more alert, but will do little to help sober you up. A study that looked at the effects of caffeinated versus non-caffeinated alcoholic drinks on a simulated driving task and alertness found that caffeine did not improve the effects of alcohol on driving ability or reaction times, and I'll link to this study in the show notes. Then there is the popular hair of the dog, where you attempt to drink yourself out of a hangover. All this does though is delay the hangover as your body switches to metabolizing the new alcohol you've just ingested. Once it has done its job, then you're back to square one, and even worse, you've got more byproducts of alcohol metabolism in your system. No foods or supplements are proven to prevent hangovers, or at least supplements that have been tested at least more than once. Yet the internet is full of supposed cures ginseng, japanese raisin tree, prickly pear cactus, korean pear, and a mixture of pear, green grape, and the japanese herb ashibita have all been tested and have at least one study to support them. But few have been replicated, and more so they only look at certain aspects of a hangover and are normally tested in a controlled situation which may not replicate that well to a classic big night out on the beers. And the British Medical Journal has also weighed into the elusive search for a hangover cure, with a systematic review of randomized controlled trials, which I'll link to in the show notes. But their comprehensive search for any medical therapy that could prevent or treat a hangover came up with naught. Their conclusion The most effective way to avoid the symptoms of a hangover is to practice either abstinence or moderation. It may not be what you want to hear, but it seems to be the most effective cure we have yet. So one final question to ponder though is if there could be any health benefits to be gained from the pain that alcohol has caused you. Now, look, the health harms about alcohol are so, so long indeed that I won't go into much detail about those in this podcast. I'll take that as read. You know about those. But every now and then, you see something surface about the health benefits of alcohol. So is there any truth to this? In fact, a low level of alcohol consumption may offer a small benefit in reducing earlier mortality rates mostly by offering some degree of protection against coronary heart disease in those with existing risk factors. Alcohol can raise the levels of HDL cholesterol, which is considered the more good or beneficial type of cholesterol, which removes cholesterol from the blood, but that's a very simplistic way of looking at it. But it can also reduce the stickiness of blood and the risk of blood clots forming. Scientists call the observed small health effects of alcohol the J-curve effect, where a benefit is seen on earlier mortality with light to moderate amounts of alcohol consumption. And that's one to two drinks per day. But health harms skyrocket with increasing consumption. So there is debate if this J-curve effect may be from other factors, such as healthier lifestyles of light drinkers rather than the alcohol itself. But even putting that aside, the reality is that any health benefits are limited to men over the age of 40 and women over the age of 50 and who drink one to two stranded drinks a day or less. Younger people do not get the same health benefits from drinking. So let's wrap things up. If you can't cure a hangover, you can do some things to help reduce it the night before. And for that, make sure that you eat food when you drink, Alternate your drinks with water, so have as much water as you can. And maybe even try a sports drink before bed and the morning after. And of course, get plenty of sleep. The more sleep you get, the better you will be. And the next day, get active. The endorphin release will make you feel better. But once you have a hangover, there's no magic pill to cure it. But something as simple as aspirin and a strong coffee can help to clear your head and perk you up a little as you bunker down and wait it out. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on, if it supports it, or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible, evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition.